Welcome to the Process 34 podcast. My name is Cody Dugan, and I am the creator of Process 34, as well as the host for this show. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the podcast, and if you have not yet done so, please, I encourage you to do so now. By you subscribing and liking my content, I am able to grow my audience and have the ability to reach more people and ultimately help more people. For those of you that are new to the show, first off, welcome and thank you for watching or listening. Process 34 was created in the midst of grief after losing my son. Growing tired of so many negative thoughts and emotions, I decided to challenge myself to find the positive in it. And from that moment on, try to find it in any situation. That led to pursuing a healthier lifestyle of feeding my mind, body, and spirit every single day, no matter what. And from that, a podcast was born, and that's where we are now. This is a show where I share with you my personal stories and experiences, and how I was able to get through those events, and what I did then, and what I'm still doing now. Through using a positive outlook or routine in a daily inventory, I feel like you can have a pretty well-balanced and manageable life. On the show, I also have guests from all walks of life, people that are doing good things, positive things, and ultimately just on the same wavelength as Process 34. Professionals and businesses that offer their expertise, services, and even their own personal experiences and stories. We are a community, and we are interested in self-help along with helping others. So I hope you enjoy, and again, thank you for watching and listening. And as always, please hit that like button, subscribe, and share with your friends. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Process 34 podcast. Uh, Today joining me, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, It's been a long time coming here. Uh, Mr. Daniel Command, also known as Dan C. Bearded. Um, Dan was actually originally my daughter's teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's my first exposure to him. And then later on, uh, my wife actually had him as a client uh, for massage therapy. Yeah, randomly. And, uh, you know, they got to talking, and he was sharing about his YouTube career and everything, and she was kind of mentioning what I was wanting to do, and he says, hey, tell him to reach out anytime. So I'm like, I'm the kind of guy that if I need help, I'm going to reach out. So I'm like, all right, I'll take him up on it. reached out, thinking that he would probably not even respond. And he (laughs) responded within probably like 10 minutes and has been the most helpful and the most instrumental in all of this since day one. So I appreciate that and thank you. Um, Like I said, Dan is a former teacher. He is now a uh, a beard connoisseur. Are we? What what is the label? I have this? no idea. Okay. Yeah, I content creator. He's the man of beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's so hard to explain. Yeah, but he, he's he's made a career out of it though. He is becoming quite the YouTube sensation. Um, he's. Uh, what else are you doing? A lot of consult or uh, um, consolation work. Yeah, yep. Um, I consult with companies to help with their marketing yeah. and their um, SEO work. I do um, ad work for companies, make videos for them. I travel and speak at like barber expos, and I teach barber shop schools and uh, at a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, what like how how did this come about? This 
passion for beards. Yeah. So I was a teacher. I went to college, had no idea what I wanted to do for a living. Mm -hmm. And my buddy's dad owned a, uh, a medical imaging facility. Okay. And he was like, hey, go to school and get your radiation tech degree. I'll get you a job, make it 100K your first year out. Right. I'm like, oh, great. Right. And hated it. Hated it with a passion. Yeah. And then... In college, while I failed all six of my first classes, my first semester, I failed every yeah. single one of them after doing really well in high school. Right. And it was just because I just didn't like it. I just didn't care. Right. So I started coaching and I coached water polo. Okay. Uh, and this was at Ann Arbor Huron High School in, in yeah. Michigan. And so I started really enjoying coaching. And I was like, okay, I know I can't probably coach water polo for a career, but what's something similar? All right, teaching. And so I said, let me go teaching. I like history. I like telling stories. Let me try mm -hmm. that. So I started uh, going for teaching. And... I kind of took off, was kind of a natural at it. And so I got hired, uh, 22 years old, um, fresh out of uh, college. And my first job was actually at Goodrich High School. And I was- Was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. So there was a, I graduated in like March. Okay. And there was a teacher who had to have back surgery. And so she was out and they're like looking for a long-term teacher. And so I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I graduated on like a Tuesday, started teaching on a Wednesday really? for the rest of the year. And so I was a 22-year-old, and I was teaching 18-year-old AP seniors. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to find a way to, like, differentiate myself. And right, I'm like, yeah. I, I always wanted to grow a beard, but my dad was adamantly against it. My okay. grandfather was a professional baseball player and uh, just a stud. And so my dad always kind of was in that. that for the lens. Yankees? I, so that's where the story is going. No, he played for the Phillies okay. and uh, world record holder, super cool stuff. But he, uh, my dad always was like, hey, uh, the New York Yankees can't have facial hair. Neither can you. Because I played sports just yeah. like you. And, and it was like a big deal to try out and stuff. So that was always kind of in the back of my head. Now I'm like, all right, I'm out. Got my own place. Like I'm growing my beard right. out. And I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And I have a super obsessive personality. I've gone through through different phases whether it was like pokemon go or metal detecting and if i do something i'm all in right so when i started growing my beard i was like there's got to be something better than this like itch and dry skin and so right. i just started researching like ingredients and products and got really into it and i liked the appearance of it i thought it like made me stand out it yeah. was a little bit different and so i got super into it and i started posting originally on reddit uh, there was a sub forum for beards yeah. and I would post like updates and I'd post about products and I started to get a little bit of following, even had companies reaching out to me through Reddit and all really? this stuff. And then I got into watching YouTube videos and this was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of like beard YouTube channels out yeah. there, but it wasn't anything near my personality or style. Um, I called them kind of bro channels. They okay. would burp, they'd swear, they'd talk about growing a beard to get chicks, right, you know? Right. And so I learned from their information and, and I enjoyed it and, and really good friends with them now. But I was like, oh man, this just isn't quite me. And to kind of get into like the beard content side, I'll never forget. I was watching a video. Uh, this was in uh, the summer of 2018. And my wife came up from behind me and she was like, massage my shoulder while I'm watching and she's like what you watching I explained it she was like just in passing was like hey I think you'd be good at that you should try making some videos and I was like oh okay yeah just right. literally to impress my wife like right. that was it there was I didn't want to make money I didn't want anything I was like I've always thought YouTube was cool. I've always wanted to do YouTube. Right. So the next day, just rounded up whatever we had in the house and filmed at my kitchen table and like kind of had a plan for the channel right away. Yeah. And essentially it was like, 
I'm going to be the opposite of these channels, respectfully. I'm going to be, I am a teacher. I'm a family man. I don't swear. I'm not going to be talking about getting chicks and all this stuff. I want to approach it as a teacher. Right. And then I had like a couple superpowers. Like I brought in my wife and who uh, gave, essentially I would review beard products. Yeah. And so they have scents to them. They have smell. Yeah. And I had to sleep next to my wife. I had to be in the car with my wife. So right. she had a big stay in these sets. Yeah. Like I had wore one one time and got in the car and she was like, nope, go wash it out. Can't, <laughs> can't do it. She was pregnant at the time. Oh, so yeah. to give her, give yeah. her a little leeway there, she was pregnant. She's like, can't do it. So I'm like, why don't I give the like female perspective? Mm -hmm. And so I brought her on camera and she talked about it and it was like, immediately like okay there's something different here yeah. and so the passion of like taking care of my beard and, and styling my beard mixing with the content kind of all came at once okay. and just kind of uh, built up and it started with just trying to look different okay that is um i noticed that too like i i mean i haven't seen a lot of beard content but you having your wife on really does i feel like make a huge difference yeah. and just kind of puts you kind of in your own little mm -hmm. genre yeah are others doing it now there have been yeah for okay. sure for sure it's uh it's definitely been something um the beard industry niche is very interesting it's very small yeah and so you see a lot of channels come and go um and and even they'll they'll come in waves where they'll stay maybe they don't post for six months then they'll post again they'll try the wife then they then they don't and so there's a lot of fluctuations but yeah a lot of people definitely have tried and i welcome i want i believe the opinion more opinions the better like yeah. i i don't ever want to just like try to monopolize or take like yeah bring everybody's wife in let's hear about these things you know if you're confident in what you talk about that's not a threat to you right no absolutely so going back you as a teacher mm -hmm. um now, was this just something that obviously you were doing it on the side? Did it ever cross your mind that this was going to be your career and that you or I guess the better? Yeah. Did you think it was going to be a career? And also, were you unhappy with your current career? So when I started, absolutely not. Okay. None of the above. I loved teaching with a passion, with okay. a passion. Everybody that knew me knew that I I could have done a lot of different things, but I just loved teaching. Yep. I loved coaching. Mm -hmm. I took a lot of pride in building a community, getting everybody in the classroom. Like I had the, I would always get the kids that were, were tough and struggled in other yeah. classrooms, had uh, learning challenges and behavior challenges. And I'd get them to like come around, yeah. right? I'd have a pair of pros that would go and be like, this kid is a different human in your room, one hour away from the other room yeah. and, and stuff. So I loved it. And when I started the beard content, the first six months, we actually refused to make money. We turned down everything. We didn't make a penny for six months. Mm -hmm. And we had this like natural like thought that I think a lot of people do that somehow for some reason getting compensated for stuff online can seem wrong or yeah. seem dirty. And we don't see other professions. Like nobody sees a doctor, you know, and thinks like, oh, they're making all this money, you know, like right. getting compensated for their work. Right. But there was this weird stigma. And so we were, we started off by saying, we will not take money. We're not doing this for like money. Like you felt undeserving. Yeah, yeah. It definitely was undeserving. But also, I, I remember, and this is wrongfully of me, but I remember viewing people and being like, there's no way they're selling these. I remember watching like gamers and they would like sell keyboards and yeah. stuff and, and get an affiliate. And I'm like, there's no way they're just doing this for the money. And then it's like, no, they probably actually used that keyboard and probably actually really yeah. enjoyed it. And so it was a big moment about six months in a company owner actually called us and was like, Hey, can we take you out to lunch? And me and Sam were like, okay. So we both went out to lunch, never forget it. Mongolian barbecue, delicious by yeah. the way. And, uh, and he was like, listen, we are, 
killing it off of you guys. This is criminal. We feel horrible. Please take our money. Like we just want to fairly compensate you. We don't give you anything more than you've earned, but we need to pay you. Yeah. And so we kind of, me and my wife went back and we're like, I think we can do everything we're doing and still hold our morals and our values and our purpose without having to change because we're getting money. And if it's, if it's all working out, let's do that. Even at that point, it was just strictly. And we even made a video like acknowledging it. We're like, Hey guys, we've, We've changed our mind. We are going to be taking money. We want to be transparent, let you guys know. But we're going to be doing this for our family. We're going to be doing this to do a Disney vacation, to yeah. do this kind of thing. And so it started as that and then started to to kind of really build from that moment. Was still never a thought of a career at all, at right. all. I was coaching. I was teaching, all this stuff. And then it was around the time of COVID when everything changed with teaching for me. And it was uh, teaching online, which I was well, well equipped for, right? Yeah, I had the studio right. set up. I'd been live streaming for years, all this stuff. And so I was like, yeah. But then it, it, the way that it was, it, teaching was perceived started to change. Yeah. Then when it went, went back, um, a lot of things that we had to make concessions for because of the quarantine time, once all those things went away, we didn't get stuff back again yeah and so i felt like my my career greatly greatly changed i didn't feel appreciated i didn't feel happy and so that is when it started to turn yeah and if i get something in my mind it usually turns pretty quickly and so from that point it was just like all right if i'm gonna do this i need to i need to do it right so i just kind of went all in and i remember around that time too other friends that were that are teachers um you guys had a lot of extra yeah work put on you a ton. and um i you know obviously weren't getting compensated no. for the extra work at all and, and that was some of you even took pay cuts probably yeah too. yeah yep and that was tough like for my job to give an example my first five years i was frozen with yeah. my my income we had to freeze and i was teaching my first couple of years i made thirty seven thousand dollars a year i had two master degrees yeah and so it just became a point and then i had a child and i had two then i had three and it's like how do you even come right. near trying to support your family on that? And yeah, we were at one point I was teaching with, I had like 36 kids in a class. I was teaching with half of them in front of me and half of them on a computer to the side of me yeah. and trying to manage all that. And and yeah, just the hours and the, the stress and it was getting really crazy. Yeah. And so it was truly a mixture of both. The channels opportunities were growing and kind of overlapping with teaching and that's another thing with teaching right we get summers we get uh holidays right but there's no vacation time like if an opportunity came up i either had to lie or not take that opportunity right and so kind of that combination was like all right i do see this as a possible career and i am no longer happy with this career yeah and so i'm not one that's just gonna draw it out and complain and mope i'm like if i'm not happy i'm gonna do something about it and so that's kind of how it it progressed nice and um so i forgot what i was going with that i wanted to ask you um you pretty much just answered all of that (laughs) um when you when you came across that that like that feeling though that um that you have to make a decision Mm -hmm. obviously you said once you make up something in your mind or you're unhappy about something you make that decision and you go for it. What is like, what is your process with that though? And like, how do you, when you face adversity like that, mm-hmm. where it's not only affecting you, yeah. it's affecting your For whole sure. family. Yeah. 
like what is your process and what is it like what what is like how do you i guess do you have like a pros and cons kind of thing or are you just weighing out you know your happiness alone and then whatever happens happens or what like i just for sure eager to know how you can quickly make a decision yeah yeah it's a great question and i don't think i've ever talked about this and i was uh in a way the sole income provider right my wife would jump on videos and stuff but um she didn't have she used to be an accountant yeah uh, u of m degree uh, account now she runs our merchandise store um, but it was not like we had any kind of salary and making this decision was really tough it, it was tough because every single voice other than my wife's voice was are you sure yeah uh benefits insurance stability uh, yeah stability yeah. you have a salary you have a good job like what are you what are you doing and and no matter how you tell people i'm just not happy they're like yeah that's work that's life and i re i literally refused to accept that and i one of my traits that i don't know <laughs> if it's good if it's bad I am supremely confident in myself. I, I really believe in my abilities. I believe, let's say for whatever reason, this doesn't work out. I know there's a different career that I will crush it in, that yeah. I, I will do it. In. I am just obsessive with my work. Mm -hmm. I, I don't stop. I just work. I love it. I put a lot of passion into what I do. So we we sat down and, and me and my wife, we kind of, the, the most basic idea of this decision was, our kids are young mm -hmm. and I do believe I am setting the example for them by what I do, not yeah. by what I say, not by, by what I preach or anything like that, but what I do. And I don't want to show my kids that you have to go to a job you hate. You have to live for the weekends, right? You got to wait until retirement. I, I didn't want to do that. I, I adamantly did not want to do that. I had parents that worked really hard at jobs they didn't like, that yeah. was stressful, that was just getting by kind of deal. And so I was like, if we got to struggle for a while, if we have to figure it out, but I get to spend more time with my family, I get to show them I'm chasing a dream. Um, I, I believe the American dream now is freedom. I don't think it's being rich. I don't think it's a dollar amount. It's being able to do what you want with who you want at any time you want. And so for me, that was what I wanted to chase. I wanted to, to spend time. Um, another thing that was a factor, my daughter Violet was born in uh, mid January of 2020. Mm. So this was at the time of all of this. Mm. And so I had the ability to to be home with my daughter more, to see my kids with sports more. Because right. when I was teaching, to make it work, I would teach all day, and then I would go coach all night. Then in summers, I would coach all day. I would do private lessons uh, for swimming, for water polo. I would do tutoring. I would work on the computer at night with any odd-end jobs that I could get. I was like just trying to make it. Yeah. And I knew that I had potential here. I knew I had an ability. And my wife was the biggest encouraging factor ever. Yeah. Like we had no guarantee of anything. I have no salary, no anything. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, let's get it. Our, our happiness is worth more. So there was a factor of building up income to get to there. Mm -hmm. I didn't just go from nothing to I'm right. all in, you know. So I did have some, some steady streams of income. Was it enough to live on? No, by, by no means. At mm -hmm. least to maintain the lifestyle that we had, yeah. which is not extravagant, just a normal kind of middle-class yeah. lifestyle. And I knew though, if I took all that time I had invested in teaching and I was able to put it into these other things, I knew it was going to work. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any evidence of that. I didn't have any yeah. forecast. I just knew, Confidence. give me that time and it's going to work. And it was the craziest thing of all time. When I left, it was like the universe opened and was like, okay, you're ready for these doors now we got you. And it like is unbelievable. Now my time is not 
based on like how much work I can do or what can I figure out? It's what opportunities do I pursue? Because mm-hmm. there's so many of them. And, and it was, yeah, mainly just discussions of my wife and then valuing our happiness and our family time. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I mean, you're obviously a smart individual. You, you seem to, you know, you're not going into anything blind too. So I'm yeah. sure you had a game plan and I'm sure you worked it to where you knew it was, yeah. this is probably the best time. Yes. And I, I never, one thing I don't do and I probably should, but I, I won't ever, cause it's just not my style. I don't ever crunch numbers. Like we yeah. don't budget. I don't know how much we spend on, on any given thing. Yeah, terrible. Uh, yeah. But I just, <laughs> I have like a baseline, like don't get below essentially how our budgeting works is yeah. if we get below this number, all right, we got to tighten up, yeah, right? Let's yeah. calm down for a little bit. Right. Let's tighten up. And Delete that's kind of that how Amazon. App <laughs> <now>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so leading up to it, I did not know my income. I didn't know how much I made from this stuff. Okay. Now I would do tax taxes and i would have a general idea like come by the end of the year Mm -hmm. right but i didn't know going into this because i had to make the decision uh you had i i made the decision about six months before the end of the school year okay so i put in my retirement notice in january and i had not gotten my taxes stuff that year and stuff yet so it, it was it was decently blind but knowing there was enough and knowing that I could get more yeah. was kind of my biggest thing. But it was a jump. I mean, it was a really big jump. Uh, family, friends, I mean, everybody. Literally, so we had to get with a nonprofit company to figure out what insurance was best for us. Yeah. They like link you with like this insurance and that insurance. I call them up and I'm like, hey, I'm doing this and stuff. And then they're going to go look through it. And this nonprofit makes money, right, by by linking. They get paid by insurance commission, right? Yeah. And they go are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, even the insurance lady that's trying to sell me insurance is like trying to talk me out of this. So it was like, every voice was like, no, 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 no. And I, other than marry my wife, best decision I've ever made. Like that's crazy. 14 months later, just could not imagine if I didn't have made that. 14 months. Yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. This, uh, almost, yeah. 14 months. Wow. A little bit more than 14 months. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Something I forgot at the beginning, but I really, really, really wanted to talk to you about it. Um, you know, you, like I said, you're, you have a successful career now. The future is extremely bright for you. Uh, you seem to be happy. Um, one of the things that draws me to you the most is uh, just your personality. You, oh, you. you know, you're just, you're just a very respectful and polite and kind and caring individual and more than anything you're a family guy and i see it and you know like not only do you you know you're showing the world Mm -hmm. all the time and that's awesome but you know you can just tell like you're just a you're just a good good family man um so knowing like you know all of this you know like pretty much i can imagine every decision you guys make is based on the future of your family yes. and your children. Um, were you kind of brought up in a similar situation or was this like, you know, how, what, what made you the way you are now? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Um, I have uh, fantastic parents. Mm-hmm. I don't have a struggle story. I don't, uh, my parents are still together. They are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we were probably lower middle class. And then as I got older, my dad got a better job. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we moved into a, a nicer neighborhood and stuff. And so I don't have some crazy struggle right. story. And um, I have two younger sisters that I'm very close with. And 
I don't know. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. My wife has a little bit more of a, of a decorated family past and kind of her whole life. She just wanted to raise a daughter, uh, the right way. Yeah. She had her father walk out at a super young age and was bouncing between uh, home, like long story. Yeah. Uh, so that was a, a big thing for me. I, I am absolutely obsessed with my life, my wife. I love my wife. I'm in love with my wife. And I'll do anything to try and make her happy, like yeah. relentlessly. And so that's a big part of it. Um, but I'm not sure. I just really enjoy being a father. I really enjoy seeing my kids happy, seeing them excited, yeah. seeing them like working hard and growing and learning. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what drives that. I don't think I've ever really thought about that, like where that bug or that seed yeah. comes from. But oh, it's just, well, and the reason yeah. I ask is because you don't, it's not a common thing, that, yeah. you know sad as that sounds right. you know there i'm not saying that people don't like their families but mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't as open about it yeah. or um you know just i guess yeah that would be the best way to put it as open as you yeah. are about it and uh you portray it so nicely i just i was just curious i mean i i love my family dearly and i'm the same way everything mm -hmm. i do yes is based on them i am i could care less what happens to me same. you know what i mean i don't spend money on myself yeah, i, I just, hate it it's but. like yeah you know i if if this works out for me or if i get something out of this cool but you know what's going to happen with you mm -hmm. three um but you know and i was also raised that way too you yeah know, like my parents showed me love they yep. showed me appreciation they showed me care and so you know it's just and i think i took that and did my own thing with it yeah yeah you know? definitely and i i do know that i am i'm public with uh, a lot of men that watch right yeah. a lot of guys and so i do try to lead by example yeah. i do try to show uh the positive side of life i do try to uh, just be myself because i the last thing i am is a complainer or a negative person if i have a situation i'm going to make the most out of it there's i just don't think there's time to waste by complaining and, and, you know, and, and, and sitting on, and that's huge for me. And I think it trickles down with my kids. And, uh, one last point of my kids, that I think is really important is when I was teaching, I was big on, um, again, showing my kids, not telling my mm -hmm. kids, they could see me go to work. They knew we lived behind the school. I taught mm -hmm. it. They could know dad is teaching right there. I would take them to water polo games and they'd see me coaching. The one thing that I feared was going to YouTube going down to the basement to my studio to work, I didn't know if that would have the same impact. Yeah. I didn't know if that would send the same message. So one thing that we did based on their interest is my boys, uh, they started their own YouTube channel. Oh, cool. So it's called the Command Bros. Um, they just did a video the other day doing nice. the uh, the Bean Boozled. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw that. And yeah. so yep. they, they have it, but they're involved on every single step. They come up with the video ideas. They plan it out. They buy the stuff with uh, the money that they have. They uh, come up with the title. They come up with the tags. They know the back end of YouTube more than most YouTubers do. Right. And they help with the thumbnail. And so they understand like what I do. And I talk very openly about it. Like mm -hmm. if I have a, a business consultation meeting, I tell them I have a business consultation meeting. I'm helping a company with their labels or whatever it may yeah. be. And so for me showing them like this is different and showing them like hey i love my job i get to do my yeah. my job my dream is for them not to go to college i would love for them to find some entrepreneurial spirit and and pursue that mm -hmm. or find something else because i think most homes have parents especially in our age with our parents where they just they just had a job that was it it yeah. was just simply to provide there was no concept of happiness yeah. with that and I want to show that you can be happy and provide for your family. And I think literally the world would be 
exponentially better. Because when you, a thing that struck me is it's not as common for someone to be very outwardly vocal and proud of their family and showing it off um, as the level of of a lot of us do. And you see a lot of people, because I think they're not happy with their job. And so they're just suffering uh, nine to five, Monday through Friday. Then they come home and it's like, they just got to decompress. They got to watch the sports. They got to do this and that. And for me, my job's so amazing during the day. My kids get home from school or my kids get home from soccer. I'm not like, ah, I need a moment. I'm like, what's up, guys? Yeah, you know? for, yeah. And so that's a huge difference for me with, with the yeah. kids. And that was a big, literal big message that, that I wanted to send. Were you like that when you taught? Yes, I was. Okay. Yep, I was very. Like, I, give me a minute. Uh, oh no 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 oh, no! no. Were, I was okay. I was happy. Yeah, okay, I, okay. I I loved. I didn't have the normal stressors that yeah. a lot of teachers do. Um, there's a weird human trait where people bond over complaining about their job, mm-hmm. and I always stayed out of that. Oftentimes to the detriment of my social skills at work, and, yeah. and people maybe didn't accept me as much. But I refused to do that. I, I liked my job. I was all all about it. If forever any reason something goes wrong with YouTube, I don't like it. I will move on. Like yeah. I'm not going to to hold myself to that. And so I thought that that was important. And, and I did learn. So my dad worked for Frito-Lay. Okay. I'll never forget. We got a, a pet, um, a dog. You'll appreciate this one. Ended up naming it Brady after nice. Tom Brady. Nice. But the original pitch for it was Frito because okay. we love Fritos. And we're right. like, hey, can we name our dog Frito? And he was like, no, I'm going to come home and want to kick it because right. of my job. And I'm like, wow. You know, if, if our kids are like, hey, can we name our new cat YouTube? I'm like, heck, yes. That's right. great. Let's right. do it. Right. You know? And so that that switch was, was a lot different with me and, and again it was the same with with teaching it was the same with coaching until it wasn't and then yeah. and then i had to make the change yeah it's uh it's huge man and it's that is very challenging i you know i i'm faced with that almost on a daily basis i was you know i was put in a position where you know i've shared with you my past and um when i came to finally yeah. it was like wow like i got some work to do yeah. you know i gotta play catch up Fast. For sure. So it was jump into something and see what happens. And I'm very similar as you know, it's like I can, you know, whatever it is, I don't care. Like I know no matter what yep. with give me a month, maybe two months and I'll conquer this yep. guaranteed, you know? Yep. So I already knew like, okay, like, let's see what happens. I saw what could be done, the possibilities. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, and it's just, yep. But you know, within that whole time frame it's like what did it do to me like my mental health yeah what did it do to my spiritual health what has it done to me physically mm-hmm. you know and it's you know so that's something where it's it has weighed on me heavily but then it's also i battle with you know a lot of that's a mindset too for sure you know like so is it is it me or is it that you know so it's kind of tough to say you know and it's really hard to figure out but I just continuously try to provide myself with more opportunities yep. and fill my downtime with things that do make me happy mm-hmm. and that are going to, I guess, help me grow in all aspects of life. Yeah. And it's, it's done amazing things. You That's know? awesome. It, it hasn't, you know, fixed everything and cured everything, but I can see subtle changes and um, feel like I'm, on the in the right direction that's at awesome least, you know so but yeah that's uh that's it's just it's funny you say that because i am I, there's days where i'm just like oh, you know but i also have a job where it doesn't quit when i leave yeah you know? and that's the thing with me too is i i 
don't ever take days off. Mm-hmm. I have a weird trait that I've, I don't know if I've ever met anyone like this. My downtime, my enjoyment is working. Yeah. I, I don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. I don't play video games. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I don't go and do any sports. I, don't, I just work. I yeah. just love working. It's either spending time with my family or, or working. Yeah. And if I don't, it starts driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's one of the, the key factors to the relative success of the channel too, is I'm over five years now, uh, three videos a week, at least two live streams a week. Usually it's more like five, uh, but at least two live streams a week. I've never missed in five years. This guy does live streams out Ever. of hotel lobbies, so. <laughs> hotel lobbies, <laughs> campgrounds. Yeah. I everywhere. And so for me, that enjoyment, literally it starts eating at me. If I have a list of things to do and I just like doing them. I've never once been like, ah, I got to go film or shoot. I got to go, go do a live stream. I just really enjoy it. And really it makes me happy. And obviously I know that it's cool because what makes me happy also gets to progress my career, gets to progress everything that I'm doing. So it kind of goes hand in hand and that's just how I've always been. Like, it's not something that I'm like choosing and I know that I'm fortunate that I have this weird gear. Uh, but, but I love it. I love every every second of it and i refuse to look at anything else negative like i just get laser laser focused and it's uh it's fun it's fun to control your own destiny and and make it happen yourself i i love every aspect of it that's awesome and you kind of just touched on it a little bit but i want to talk about um you and your wife your guys's um you have an insane amount of positivity Mm -hmm. and um you can just you can you can smell the gratitude yeah i mean through the channel and you know and it's that's awesome it's so cool to see um can you tell me a little bit about that background just how like were you guys this way when you met each other where was it something you feed off each other? Yeah. So I've always been very positive. Uh, again, I don't know where it comes from. It's not something I like have to super work at. I just relentlessly want to see the best in every situation. I also am stubborn. So like once you get involved online, you're going to have people that are going to try and troll you, try to deter you. I mean, it's every day for me. I almost get like a little bit of like sick pleasure out of like knowing you're not going to impact me. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I love Like I'm going to stay positive no matter what. I'm not going to trash you. I'm not going to go down your level. My wife, and she would freely admit this here. She was not like that. Uh, My wife would call herself a realist. And I am not a fan of that phrase. I believe that people that believe they're pessimists or believe that they're realist is just a way to make yourself feel better about seeing the worst in situations. Mm -hmm. And, people would say, well, no, 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 I'm just protecting myself. I'm just guarding myself from those situations. Yeah, I think that's an issue. I I think you go full force, you see the best, you make the best out of every situation. And it it slowly wore off on her. Um, She was not like a ragingly negative person or anything, but she was just, uh, she called herself, like I said, a realist. And so we just kind of grew together. I also had changed a lot uh, with her. Uh, We are absurdly open with our communication. We always communicate every single little bit. I've learned how to approach her in in situations better and talk with her in situations. And we just are always, I guess uh, the the trait that would be the most leaning towards the positive side is that I'm very introspective. I'm always analyzing myself. I'm always being open about it. I'm talking about it. I'm aware that I have ego and everyone does, but I try to set it aside. Um, Like literally before this, we had a long day, challenging day with our kids. I said my son's brain wasn't working right. And, And so I 
text my wife and like compliment her and how like proud I am of her of how she handled them with patience. And then I followed it by saying, I need to do better at my slowing my processing time with my kids. I am too quick sometimes to yeah. jump to a decision or a reaction and I need to slow that down. I need to breathe. But I'm proud of like that, the way that I analyze things. Yeah, and I think awesome. if you if you do that, you start to see the positive in, in every bit. And I am a firm believer that man, any of this could change at any moment, right? Anything could go. Life truly is short. Yeah. So why, how do you want to spend it? And, and I've had those moments where I have been negative. I have got caught up in stuff and I know how that feels. And I know how my decisions I made. And so I try to always keep that stuff in mind and just relentlessly make the most out of every situation. Yeah. And, and a lot of that's probably my mom. My mom, I never, when I was a kid, I never understood how I would approach her with like the nastiest person or the worst situation. And she'd always, and it would frustrate the heck out of me. She'd always try to tell me something nice about them. Yeah. I'd be like neighbor Phyllis. She's so rude. This right. old bag. Blah. And she's like, but she's the sweetest with her dogs. And like, that's cool. So she would point stuff out that yeah. to me, even when I'm like, no, I just want misery. I want yeah. company. Like join me yeah. with this like complaining session. And she refused to. And so I think that is probably if I had yeah. to like really break it down, that was kind of the catalyst of probably, it. Yeah. And so it's just really like if, if people could get a glimpse into our house, into my life, into my window, it's it's that like it really is 24 yeah. seven. It's just approach to not accept anything other than making the most out of it. And that's not to say we don't have tough days. It's not to say yeah. everything's rainbows and butterflies because people when they're not doing well, they want to they want to bend reality to make themselves feel better. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, Dan can't possibly be this way. He can't possibly be this positive. I'm like, no, I have I have challenges. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to give in to them. I'm just not going to yeah. uh, complain give about them. Yeah, I'm not going to give it power. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's a big understanding of like what being positive is, what actually being a pessimist or a realist is. And so it's it's amazing. My wife's in just such a good place. And she did not like her job when she was an accountant. She did not like it. And so when you talk about gratitude, it's absurd how much gratitude we have. Like we appreciate, we sit back every day and we're like, like, is this real? Like right. we get to do this. Like right. we get to spend all this time with our family. We get to, we know that people struggle. We know mm -hmm. that times are tough and we know that our family is, is healthy. We just had a, a dishwasher and a microwave go really frustrating situation it's yeah. only six years old both of them and we're like oh adult money and then we're like it's like warranty just went out yesterday right. yeah it was a five-year warranty <laughs> yeah. yeah and so then we had to sit back and we're like we're healthy yeah we're happy we're good yeah. it's just money like and that's a crazy thing for me to say as someone that's like adam about working and getting stuff we're like we're okay we're, we're doing yeah. well and so yeah we really are we just try to make the most out of every situation that's awesome and it it's uh I try to live like that the best I can. Um, yeah. There are days where it's just, and I'm the kind of person where if I get negative thoughts in my head, mm -hmm. it's hard to snap out of it if yeah. I let it go longer than I should. For sure. Um, and it just kind of snowballs. And then it's like, you know, let's let's go spend some money. You know what I mean? Or yeah. let's go do this to, you know, put band-aids on it and Numb make it. us feel better. And, you know, and then it's like a month goes by and it's like, why do I feel so bad? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've just been blowing everything off for a month, you know, and wallowing in self-pity. Yeah. And it's like, all right, let's just start, you know, mm -hmm. doing stuff. And, you know, I, I like to basically say, like, I'm cleaning up just by, like, cleaning the house. It yeah. will make me feel better inside. It'll, you know, it's just stuff like that. And I've noticed throughout the years 
gotten better about it. Like I was just talking to my wife the other day, you know, it's like, I've, I've been in one of those funks again. And I know it's like, I just coming off vacation and that's always so hard. And yeah. it's like right back into, you know, I walk in on a Monday morning and right. it's, Hey, Hey, this happened, this happened, this happened, this, you know, and it's just like, Oh my gosh. You yeah. Know, like, yep. why, and, you know, so, and you know, but like you were saying, it's, you got to find the positives no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I found that out with every instance of my life, you know, every bad thing that has happened to me, I've learned something from it or I was able to see, you know, maybe this is why it happened for sure. Maybe I needed that to happen Mm -hmm. in order for this to happen, you know? Oh yeah. And I've had to learn a lot of that stuff too. Um, I do fully understand. I don't have the same kind of challenges. A lot of people do. I don't struggle with anxiety. I don't struggle with depression. I never have, never will. Uh, or never, I never have, I can't say I never will. Who knows what's, what's ahead. But my wife, I've learned a lot from Mm -hmm. I, she had, um, very severe postpartum depression, like very, very, like very dark. Mm -hmm. And so we had to go down the route of like, Hey, how do we, how do we, it it, it is here. How it's real. How do we combat this? So I had to learn how to talk with her. I had to learn how to realize that this is real, right? I was not fully on the side of like, Oh, just work out and it'll, it'll all go away. But I, I am a firm believer in that your brain is way more powerful than people believe. Yeah. Like one thing about me, not going what I don't really get sick and I don't think it's cause I'm like absurdly healthy or anything like that. And, and maybe it's the, the teacher, uh, the teacher, what we call immune system, right, you know, yeah. but I, if I feel something, I, the immediately I feel it. I start telling myself, I'm not getting sick. I start vitamin C, I start water and I'm yeah. adamant that I'm not going to get sick. And, and I know people that get sick and they're, right away they're like okay oh man feel bad for me and stuff but with my wife we were like okay this is on the table how do we solve this and so we've gone a couple of different routes uh we started working out uh seriously and regularly that was big um and she's very open about this as well which i love she's she in the same way that I try to lead as a father and as a positive person um, publicly as a role model, she tries to do the same, but as being real uh, on the side for women. Yeah. And so she'll do things where let's say she gets uh, like uh, lip filler or something. And she's like, Oh yeah, I'm not hiding this. This is what's makes me happy. This is what I'm doing. Same with medication. So she has talked about uh, her postpartum medication. She's talked about anxiety medication, these different things. And so I learned like, okay, there are challenges, there are chemical imbalances that I just don't have. And so I had to learn from people and and for example, for anybody out there that doesn't uh, go through that, with my wife, she would get in a funk and she would get down for a while and I used to say things like, babe, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? And I had to realize, stop. yeah, yeah, relax. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably the worst thing I yeah. could say, you know. Yeah. But to me, that works. Like for yeah. me, if if I get amped up, because I do get anxious, I get I get situations. I, whew, all right, damn, breathe, relax. So you got this, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Telling my wife relax, breathe doesn't work. Yeah. And so I had to shift the way I approached her, and had to shift with things instead of being. If I notice she's off, I don't say. Are you, what's wrong? You're off. Why are you in a bad mood? Stuff right. like that. I'll simply say, hey, is there anything I can do to help you right now? Yeah. And just that acknowledgement usually helps. Or yeah. if she has something that that she can uh, give me to help, I do try to help. And it's kind of like a nice way of sending the message. I realize something's off right now. I'm not complaining. I'm not blaming you. But like, what can I do to help you yeah. kind of deal? And so that's come a long way and really helped with our, our road to being positive and being, uh, you know, a couple that's highly communicating and stuff. So I have 
I have learned that other well, she side had a lot of walls too. Yeah, I was like, oh, defense for mechanisms. Sure. And she's big into. And, and you're asking these great questions about like, why do you do this? Where does this come from? I I'm more of like the moment kind of person. Yeah. I, I like to analyze myself right now. What am I doing? She's big into now learning about oh, this childhood trauma leads to this yeah. and connects the dots, and it helps her. Mm-hmm. She's very analytical, and it like it. Oh yeah, I do. I do see that correlation. Yeah, and so that's been big too, and and not trying to hide from it, not trying to numb it, not yeah. trying to run from it, but like aggressively embrace it, and then speak about it, and maybe help other people that had the same kind of experience. Right. So, how did you meet Sam? Yeah, kind of a funny, ironic story. One because we met at a, a nightclub bar, and uh, neither of us drink now, <laughs> but. We, we met first in college. We both went to U of M Flint for our last year. Okay. And I worked at a rec center and she'd come visit. And I had a coworker that was like in love with her. Mm-hmm. And I was in a relationship at the time. And so I never really thought much other than like, wow, I can notice this is a gorgeous woman. Right. And, and that was about it. And then fast forward months and months later, my relationship was kind of on the way out try kind of realized it wasn't the right fit um i always like to tell the story that she was she's now a doctor and was in med school and so my parents were not the happiest when it when i broke that right. relationship off and uh actually shout out to my sister she just got engaged uh this weekend this past weekend um and her uh fiance is a doctor nice so <laughs> congratulations uh, yeah absolutely shout out to maggie and so I was kind of getting on this relationship and then I had a buddy who was having a birthday and had a birthday in Pontiac, Michigan at a teenage nightclub called Tiki Bob's. Tiki Bob's. Yeah, it's it's about as bad as you guys could imagine of a, a teenage nightclub. Mm-hmm. And so it was teenage. What I mean by that is it was 18 and up. Yeah, yeah. So they served alcohol and stuff for 21-year-olds, but it was 18 and up. And I think we were uh, – actually, no, we were 22. I was 22 years old. I think she was 21 okay. at the time. And so I saw her there, and I had all – you know, I was dancing, feeling it, had the little liquid courage. And, right. and just spur of the moment, went up to her at the bar, put my arm around her, and I was pretty sure she knew who I was, so I wasn't a random creep. Right. And I had like a smooth line. I was like, hey, is Nick going to be upset when I take you on a date next week? And she like blushed and, <laughs> and got her number. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was the coworker. And so she blushed, got her number, mm-hmm. and fast forward, I find out years later <laughs> that the next morning when I text her to go on the date, she had no concept of who I was. She didn't remember what I looked like. She didn't remember anything she knew later on that i was a guy from the the rec center but she didn't know my name she didn't know any of that and her friend convinced her to go on the date to take a chance and so amazing that it worked out i was big into like experiential dates and so i planned a date to go kayaking in ann arbor Mm -hmm. so we drove an hour got to talk the whole time i had planned like a picnic halfway through the kayaking trip and pretty much immediately knew like immediately knew like all right, there's something special here. And within like two or three months, I had an apartment. She moved in. Uh, we bought a house before we got married. And it's just been just straightforward ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys fit together so well. Dude. Yeah. It's like you can just see it. You know, you're there's couples where it's like, yeah, you, you just know. We like, do. And, and we have, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, we have like 
intensely grown together. Yeah. Like we were very different. And now I, I think if you grow as a couple, you kind of become <laughs> very similar. Yeah. And uh, somebody even commented the other day that our laugh is the same. Yeah. I'm like it happens. Never thought about that. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And so we are like adamant about our communication, adamant about trying a rule that we have is every day we wake up and we try to make the other person's day better. Yeah. And as long as we keep that frame of reference and we're both really good at it, like it seems like it's like a crazy impact We're we both really do it. Yeah. And so we try to make sure the other person's day is better. And that always kind of leaves us on a, on a good foot. That's and, awesome. and we just hyper communicate. We don't play silly games of we're not talking. We're going to ride in the car and stuff right. like we, we communicate if there's something wrong, we try to tell and we try to figure out, the other person and the best way to communicate with them yeah. and so there's been a lot of growth uh on both sides and just kind of working together for a common goal it's the key to every relationship mm -hmm. and communication is so hard too sometimes um not necessarily just talking just trying to figure out how to get this feeling out yeah you know without hurting someone's feelings or exactly. whatever it may be you know so. exactly setting the ego aside to, to yes. listen and not be defensive yeah. and and try to do what's right for the better good of the relationship and ultimately the family yeah yeah 100 percent um i wanted to talk to you about just real quick um a couple more little things but yeah i know we touched on it a little bit but i just really want to know like you know you, you you've You've had some crazy things happen to, in your life that are like, you know, not like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you survived that. But just like, you know, you just shared with me um, uh, right before we started recording that you you only, you also played water polo. Yeah. So like um, and you said you kind of just got thrown into it. Then you yep. became, you know, three, four years later, you're the Big Ten MVP and all that. So it's like you you. I feel like you see adversity as a as more like a challenge. Oh yeah, it's like all right, come on, let's go for to a is that how you approach a, it uh, to a T? Yeah, uh, vocally, like internally, like yeah, like if there's something thrown at me, I'm like, I literally say, let's go, yeah. all right, let's do this, let's see what you got. Right, like, literally, I approach it as a challenge. Yep. What have you learned in life, like during those moments? Um, throughout your experiences as you've gotten older i'm sure it's changed a lot but what have you learned about yourself in those moments and just you know have has anything changed as you've mm. gotten older as you've had more life experiences now that you're a father and a husband or has it just been the same dan from day one man I, I, yeah i'm digging deep here i don't i don't know i i've really always tried to approach each challenge like i said a, as an opportunity as as a challenge and, yeah. and go forward i'm sure it's changed uh, i think i've become more calm mm -hmm. as i've gotten older and i approach it more more rationally and 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 going about it but i i've always had that that drive i've always been stubborn so i said we met at, at a nightclub i never drank until i was 21 yeah and a lot of it was because of sports mm -hmm. and it like became a thing where my high school friends and my college friends were like, we're going to get Dan to drink. Right. And I'm like, all right, bring it. And like made it a challenge for myself where like, right. I'm not going to like give into this societal pressure. Right. And, and so I've always had that weird knack where I'm like, Nope, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I've, I've always yeah. thought like, Hey, I got two choices. I can, I can sit there and, and have the bad side of it, or I can fight to, to make the most. And I guess what I've learned is that, 
uh, and I, I think I mentioned, but the mind is super powerful. Like it, yeah. it really is super, super powerful. And I'm very fortunate that I have the ability to kind of tap into it when I want and, and really push forward and, and have uh, a great support system in my wife that I can bounce all these things off. My yeah. mind doesn't stop. Yeah. Uh, here's a crazy thing. I've learned that there are people that do not have internal monologues. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to themselves. They don't hear themselves talk. Mine doesn't stop like at all at all mine just goes and goes and goes so like do you like actually like have conversations so yeah i like did that and like you know i've done that my whole life and back in like high school i think it was i just kind of stopped and i'm just like because i I, like noticed (laughs) really and i didn't realize it at first so i'm like man you know like i'm definitely not telling anyone about this right now but Am I okay? You know, yeah. am I okay? But then, yeah, later on down the road, it's like, this is how I operate. Yes. And it, you know, it's constantly, if I don't have people around, and even if there are people around, mm-hmm. I'm conversing with myself Same. and my mind figuring something out. You know? Same. So, and that's I, funny. I know, I know how to use it now, which is yeah. really interesting. So, for example, there's a lot of times I don't want to think. I just want to stop. Yeah. And so, like, when I get ready, I'll put on a podcast if mm-hmm. I don't want to hear myself. Mm-hmm. And I can focus on the podcast. But let's say I'm at a, a creative rut or I need some video ideas or I just feel like I'm – sometimes I'll get into a comfort zone of, like, I know this video is easy. I can do this. I know this topic is easy. I can do this. And I'm like, eh, and I got to challenge myself. I'll take a shower and, like, purposely have no podcast or anything and I just talk. I just, my head just goes and races and, or I'll go to bed and, and be fully awake, but I'm turning off the TV. I'm laying down and I'm just going to immerse myself in these thoughts. Okay. And That's... a lot of times it's around those challenge times. And I, I, I mentioned earlier, I do try to be very introspective and try to figure it out more. So, uh, the moment type things yeah. rather than trying to go back and, and, and put the pieces together. But like, this is happening what do I need to do? How do I change? How do I adjust? And that's one thing that I've really learned to embrace is like, I can kind of like turn the dial when I need to. That's cool. Yeah. Now that you're gaining all this exposure, this notoriety, is it, have you faced any challenges with like your fan base or anything? Um, I know you spoke a little bit about like being trolled here and there on the internet, but you know, it, when you have a fan base, you have to be accepting and you know no matter what has that been challenging or has there been any setbacks or has there been any instances where you've you know it's i i guess basically what i'm asking is how have you handled that yeah. if there has been any of it yeah no i don't i don't think there's any kind of setback or negative to it Good. um if i ever have anything like that I remember what everybody else has to deal with. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't even, I can't even speak like I'm doing good. Um, But there, there are things that I I have to be aware of. I, I do believe that what you put out there is what you're going to attract back. And so I am just a relentlessly positive person. Mm -hmm. And if somebody isn't super positive, they're either going to start looking that way or they're just going to leave. And and I'm going to annoy the heck out of them. And I'm okay with that. And then that usually does turn into hate. It turns into disbelief, right? And and jealousy, whatever you want to call it. And Mm -hmm. so the people do lash out. um, And and I don't mind it. Like I said, I get a, a kind of enjoy not letting people affect me yeah and another thing that i've uh was huge for me is i ended up again not being happy with teaching but the like building blocks that teaching taught me yeah 
is unbelievable what coaching taught me because what I do is I, I create content, but I really build a community. Yeah. I have a Facebook group. I have live streams. I have social media where it's like people come together. I learned that aspect from coaching, from teaching. Yeah. And so it kind of lends itself. And then another thing that really, really helped me with teaching is that I do believe there's a lot of um, adults that have mental challenges, mental mm -hmm. disabilities. And you see it in school, right? We see children that have uh, special needs. Yeah. You don't just grow out of that. And I think oftentimes society forgets that and they just chalk it up to like a weirdo or whatever the, the label will be called. And then there's a lot of judgment. But if it was in school, they would be like, oh, okay, they have challenges, right. right? And so I think I have a unique lens of being a teacher where I can identify pretty quickly with an adult. Okay, I, I believe they're on the spectrum. I believe they, they have yeah. autism. I believe there's this. And that helps me kind of understand that situation. Okay. And oftentimes I think people are drawn to communities for different reasons. Yeah. And um, a lot of the times I think they need that community. They need that camaraderie. They, they need that support and that's where they're finding it. And if it's, you're finding it online where you don't have to go to a bar yeah. and drink and drive or spend a bar tab or mm -hmm. any of that, Hey, I, I would be happy to be that place for you. Yeah. And then to have that kind and of, I think you are for a lot. I, and and it, it really is. Yeah. And, and I think having that cushion of being a, a former teacher and understanding the kind of wide range of humans and yeah. personalities out there, that's helped me a lot to, yeah. to be able to handle that. And, and I'll even converse with other content creators. I'm like, Oh, this guy, this guy. And I'm like in the like most like real way possible guys, like, there might be something more to this situation. Yeah. Like, oh, I never thought about that. You're right. And so that's happened. Uh, but I've never had any like bad incidents. It, it's unbelievably overwhelmingly like positive Good. and uh, appreciative and just an amazing outpouring of support. It, yeah. It's so dang cool. So when we, when we go on like family trips now, it's no longer ever just a family trip. We always turn it into kind of like a business trip. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is we always do a meetup. Yeah. So we've had like four meetups in, uh, in Orlando at Disney Springs. We did a meetup in San Antonio. Uh, we just did a meetup in uh, Portland, Maine. We're doing a meetup uh, in a couple of weeks at Hershey, Pennsylvania oh, and cool. stuff. So we get to not only like get to know these people on live streams and videos and stuff. Right. We go around literally the country and we meet them uh, yeah. in town. I rented out Aubrey's one night okay. and we had companies sponsor it. And I had like 45 people there. It was all you could eat pizza. All you could. And, and everybody came and hung out, had a great time and right. giveaways. So we get to meet these people. We get yeah. to like put a face, a personality, a, a into it and so no there has been as we've That's grown cool. there's been absolutely nothing now i am super niche you know i i only have 70 something thousand subscribers this isn't like the huge entertainment yeah. celebrities you know that's a different beast that's right. a different animal so i think being niche i think being uh positive has lent itself to a really awesome yeah. awesome crowd well and i mean you know as well as i know positivity will beat negativity oh. any day so yeah if you don't turn away from yours you know that person will eventually either turn mm -hmm. or leave yeah you know so every single time yeah, it, they just it want never it, lasts they just want something out of you or yeah so mm -hmm. um that that's what i was i figured your teaching has helped yeah a lot big time in dealing with just you know the community and in, in general for sure and even just the ability to handle a situation and remove emotions right yeah. if i have a parent that was just coming at me nasty and wrong and just absurd i couldn't 
fire back at them. Yeah. You know, I couldn't do that. So I had to learn how to be diplomatic. Yeah. And in this situation, it helps so much yeah. to be able to do that, uh, whether it's companies. And, and man, you, you said, I've had, I, we'll, we'll have to do this again on like a story time. I've had crazy ones. I got sued by a company uh, one time. I actually went to court over it. And, and to be able to remain calm and mm -hmm. remain professional and stuff was very, very beneficial. And, and so much of it was from teaching. Do you get... um? Do you get a lot of like? Is there a lot of competition between other content creators in your no. niche and stuff? Or no, no, okay. uh, it's it's unbelievably uh, cohesive, and we work together. Good. So, cool. yeah, there's uh, my channels in the beard niche right now is one of the most influential, if not um, the most. And then companies will come to me for a review for yeah. work, and then I have a ton of guys that I recommend, and, and I, I we all work together. They. They speak highly of the channel. I speak highly of them. Yeah. We go on each other's different podcasts, our live streams. Cool. We're, we're always plugging each other. There really is not. I mean, there's there's obviously negative corners of it, but it's not even with like content creators usually. Yeah. The content creators, we all respect each other, and it's it's really cool. We have an entire like group chat of all the content yeah, creators. That's cool. Um, I'm gonna hit you with one last question. Yeah. And I've asked I've asked everyone. Um, I just thoroughly enjoy it because it's something that I often think about myself. Okay. Um, if uh, you pick the age, but if younger Dan walked through that door right now, what piece of advice would you offer him? Mm. Okay. So the younger me looking at this, I would probably tell myself to enjoy the moment. I am someone that is really driven and it's always forward. It's never enough. Okay. I am, I'm going, going, going. And I've had to, for example, I, I'm an analytics hound. I watch mm -hmm. my analytics every day and every method imaginable. And if I have like a below average day, I'll get down on myself yeah. and I'll be like, man, I only had uh, 20, 25 subscribers today instead of my normal 50 or 60. Yeah. And if I could have the younger me walk in and be like, shake and be like, even if you don't gain any, you're sitting at an amazing milestone. You're doing really well. Right. Like enjoy what you have earned rather than always thinking about the next step forward. And it's a, it's a bittersweet thing because that drive does get me to new places, yeah. but I do need to step back and, and, and enjoy the moment and enjoy what I have earned. And that's not easy for me. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, I appreciate you saying that. And if I can offer a, a bit of advice, gratitude, makes it so much yeah. easier just practice it on a daily basis get in the sure. habit of just doing it you know just writing down one great one thing you're grateful for every morning and it kind of does make you just appreciate big time this you mm -hmm. know and but i also i mean it's got to be very challenging to be in uh a position where you have to constantly think about yeah what to do next yep you know so it, yeah it is it's challenging but um no that's cool i appreciate that um like i said i thank you so much yeah. for not only joining me but just everything that you have helped me with along the way um and it's been more than just content creator questions you know it's been life questions for and, sure and uh you're just you're, you're you're a great person you're a good guy you're amazing for our community and just everyone in general so keep doing what you do and if you guys have not seen <laughs> his youtube channel or heard him or follow him on social media please do so immediately i myself have joined uh 
a few, I'd say probably maybe, I don't know, eight to 10 uh, live streams myself. Oh, cool. And they're awesome. You know, it's just a bunch of guys, literally guys and girls, mm -hmm. just talking to each other. And, you know, it's not just beard from you know from start to finish Correct. it's yep. all it's everything mm -hmm. everything in between you have games on there you play uh little trivia th things yep. and it's, it's just really cool um and like i said from the from the get-go and dan has touched base on it's super positive and is super helpful for the community and himself so please um can you drop some your channel, yeah. your Instagram handle, whatever. Yeah, Dan C. Beard at all platforms, uh, YouTube, Instagram. I have a Facebook group, uh, Commands Corner, if you want to check that one out. But uh, mainly Instagram and YouTube, Dan C. Bearded. All right, yeah, please go check him out. Um, thanks again, dude. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. it so much. I hope we can do this again. Um, yes. I'll try to grow this out so I can get on <laughs> yours. And, um, yeah, as always, Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And if you have not yet subscribed to my YouTube channel or my podcast, please do so now. Um, it is on Spotify. It is on Apple Podcasts. It is on YouTube. And you can also follow me on Instagram at process underscore 34 and Facebook at process 34. Thank you so much. And as always, stay blessed, stay happy, stay healthy.